Welcome, everybody, back to the Friar Talk podcast and YouTube channel. For today's episode, we're going to be talking about Sean Maniah. We're going to be talking about Nick Martinez. And basically, we're going to be flirting the idea of Sean Maniah being replaced in the rotation by Nick Martinez for that fifth starter spot. So if you guys haven't really like realized how great Nick Martinez has been, he has been incredible out of the bullpen. That's why I think we've been a little bit hesitant to, to have this idea of, is it time to give up on Sean Mania? Is is Nick Martinez better off in the bullpen? He's probably the second best arm out of the bullpen. So there's a few reasons why it's a little bit confusing, but overall, I think it's something that has to be discussed. Sean Mania is going to be starting on Sunday against the Nationals. I think this could be kind of a make or break start for him. He's going to be going up against uh, not a very good starter for the Nationals. If you guys have looked at the upcoming schedules, the National starters are not good. This is a series that if you don't win three or four games, it's kind of a disaster series. But Isaac, what do you think about the idea of Sean Manai being replaced by Nick Martinez? It's something that absolutely 100% needs to be talked about in all, all Padre platforms, everything Padres, it has to be talked about because you look at it and Sean Manai has been horrific. Um, I'm a Sean Manai fan. I love Sean Manai. I mean, but I'm not going to have any bias. Sean Manai has sucked. He has not been good. And, um, you know, granted, in the past, he's been an amazing pitcher. So it's very hard. amazing. It's kind of, you know, giving him too much. 381 is like nothing crazy, but he's been very good. He's been very good. Like, you know, in the Padres staff, he should be like a two or a three based off his career ERA, but he just hasn't been good. And the one start that, like, you know, not a lot of people are talking talk about is that one against the Giants where he gave up like what, through like four or five runs, something like that, in five innings. But the only reason it doesn't get talked about because we put up like, 10 in in the just the amount of time that he was pitching so the offense really carried him in that one but having an eight plus era over the last month plus whatever it is is just something we cannot afford afford to have right now because we're on the we need to get to 90 wins we need to be 24 and 18 we cannot how many more starts do you think he has probably like a good uh uh like a good eight more six to eight more those can't all be losses, man. Those cannot. We can, If you're going to keep pitching like this, they're almost all losses, which means outside of your starts, we got to go like, what, 24 and 10, something like that. You can't You can't do that. You really cannot do that. You have to be around a three because realistically, he's our number five. Out of a number five pitcher, you normally expect a high three or around a four ERA. And that's actually very serviceable right now for Sean Manai. You go out there, you give up, you go six, six innings, give up three runs. I'm fine with that. Considering the way you've been pitching recently, I'm fine with that. Because the offense, I feel like in those, you know, six to eight starts that you're going to start will win two or three of those ball games, depending on who you're going against. Luckily for him, he's going against Patrick. Thank God, right? Um, but with the way even Nick Martinez was pitching, dude, this music outside is annoying me. Um, but with the way uh, Nick Martinez was pitching to begin the season as a starter, he was no scrub. He was no scrub. He was putting up like around a, what, like a high three, mid three ERA out of the fifth or sixth slot in the rotation. He was fantastic. He was really, he was pretty damn good. Like, yeah, he had his outings where he got roughed up. One against the Braves, I remember specifically. But, I mean, dude, it's not, it, it's not any worse than Sean Manaya. So, like. The only consequence is you're taking essentially maybe your best bullpen arm, second best bullpen arm out of the bullpen, and you really don't want to do that. 
but we're getting into a really crucial stretch where the Padres need to start winning games. They need to start being that team that, you know, is in the headlines. They won seven, eight in a row. They they need to be one of those teams to really secure a spot in the playoffs. Sean Manaya will not give you one of those, you know, he's essentially been a guaranteed loss lately. So as much as I really like Sean Manaya, I love the energy he brings, the enthusiasm, the fun. Like he's such a fun player. You gotta go based off the talent. And he hasn't he hasn't shown any lately. I mean, of course, he's a very talented player. He's shown it in the past, but he hasn't shown it lately. Um, but I'm gonna go ahead and say give him one or two more starts. I I and I really hope he does bounce back because his stuff hasn't been great lately. The velocity, of course, has never been there for Sean Manaya. But with Sean Manaya, you were getting pinpoint accuracy with location, and he had pretty solid stuff. This year, you're not really getting that. So um, you know, hopefully he's able to bounce back. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. And I think that, you know, we look at Sean Manai and we remember that that early season that he had and he was great early on in the year. I mean, he had I think for a while he was the Padres leader in quality starts and he's not a guy that's going to go out and just dominate the game. He, he's a, you know, l- lower to mid 90s fastball kind of guy, kind of heavy usage on his fastball too, over 60 percent of the time. Uh, his average fastball was only 91 miles an hour, though. And so, Isaac, you're talking about where the Padres are at in the season and, like, how important it is. Well, Shamanaya is not producing. And I think that's ultimately why we're having discussion because Shamanaya is not producing. And Nick Martinez, he might be the hottest pitcher on the Padres staff outside of Blake Snell. So if you go back into the last little, little stretch of these guys, it's like polar opposites. So last 15 games for Shamanaya, 5-4 ERA, a 1-4-4 whip in 80 innings. That, that is not good. And throughout both July and August, opponents' batting averages are over 300. That's horrible. That That is terrible. And then we look at Nick Martinez on the other side. And Nick Martinez is last, and I'll do 30 games because he hasn't started that much. Last 30 games, 3-1-7 in 88 innings. Last 15, 1-2-9 in 21 innings and, and exactly a one whip. In August, he has not allowed a run. Nick Martinez has been a dominant player out of the bullpen. And I think that I really think that's why it's hard to make this decision. I think that if Martinez was like a sixth spot or they were like rotating around and he was still like thought of as a as a clear starter, I think that it already would have the switch already would have happened. Um, but it's definitely tough. I, I I think it's tough when you when you look at it just because Shamanaya, like his baseball savant, you can look at it and say, like, oh, his baseball savant isn't that good. His baseball savant's never been that good. That, that's not the issue. But his numbers are far worse than his career averages. And it's the worst time of the year when he could have this happen. You're allowing over a 300 batting average over the past six to seven weeks. That cannot be the case. So I think that this is kind of the final straw for Sean Mania out, out in, uh, in the rotation. And I think that if he doesn't perform on Sunday... I think that we're going to see Nick Martinez come in and, and take that spot next time around. Now they might even skip that fifth spot just because they have a couple off days. So whoever pitches, I think it's that Tuesday after Sunday, cause Monday's off. They might end up t- like come up and they might use four guys and then go four guys again because of, because of the rest days. Um, but overall, I, I think that we're looking at this and I think that the numbers are just screaming. Take Sean Benaya, move him to the bullpen for a little bit. We get that he's, you know, 
Bob Melvin's guy and all that. But I think, I, I don't know. I think that you, that you got to rock with him. And I think that, I, I think you got to rock with Nick Martinez and, and Shamanaya has to get moved to the pin if he does not get, start performing very, very soon. Um, so that's ultimately where I'm at with this whole situation. Um, I think, I think Isaac, you have a little bit, a couple of Wi-Fi issues, but Isaac's back here. So you think Sunday's the final straw for, for uh, Shamanaya? I would hope so. I would hope so in the sense that, you know, you're facing the Nationals. This is really a, a big get right spot for you where you're facing a lowly team. You're facing the worst pitcher in baseball. Like this is a perfect opportunity for you to, you know, go six, seven innings, allow two runs, whatever it is, and get a W, leave with a W, help this Potters team complete a sweep, hopefully, because you Darvish and Blake going in the first two. You got Joe Musgrove going against a rookie pitcher and, um, you know, Sean Manai needs to be able to salvage salvage his past results and be able to come out with a W in that game. So it's a big get-right situation for Sean Manaya. Um Personally, I would want it to be his last straw, but just going based off what, what I think will happen, it probably won't. You're probably just going to keep seeing him get thrown out there because Nick Martinez's presence in the bullpen has been fantastic. And... Sean Manaya, like if you throw him in the bullpen, he doesn't really have bullpen experience. So I feel like, like, you know, just knowing that, like, no matter what happens, they're going to keep throwing Sean Manaya out there. Like, trust me, I wish that wasn't the case, but just, just going based off what I personally think will happen. Um, and I mean, you look at the baseball savant numbers, you brought it up. He's his, his baseball savants never look good. Like it's never been red, 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 you know, like this year, 483 RA expected ERA 404 around i want to say that's around what he's normally at like 2021 expected era 412 his best expected era is a 343 in 2019 which was i believe his best year so 404 that is a serviceable number five that is a pretty decent number five that is essentially what we want him to be now what been killing him this year is his walk percentage walk percentage this year is at 8.6 percent in 2020 it was at a 3.6 in 2019, 6.4. Both of those being his best years. Last year, a 5.4%. He is walking too many people right now. That has been the big killer for Sean Manaya. If he gets that down, he will be a pretty solid pitcher. But he is struggling with walks right now. So it's not like I have a crazy amount of confidence in him to bounce back. But I also don't think it's gonna. He's gonna, you know, be like this for much longer. Like he has a history of being a good pitcher. So, of course, I want to be confident that he's going to put on and, and you know, really finally go back to what he was earlier this year. Because earlier this year, he was pretty damn good, like really good. Just hasn't been that way lately. So hopefully he's able to find it again. Stop, you know, the, the walks. It's, it's too much. 8.6%. It's up 2 or 3% compared to what your best career numbers were. Um, but, I mean, I'm looking at the rest of it, and it's, like, all very similar 238 expected batting average, whereas in his best year, it was like a 215. I mean, everything's so similar. It's just really astonishing to see, you know, how bad he's been. I mean, considering like maybe it's just his luck's not going his way anymore. And another thing I have noticed too a little bit, and this is more recent than early on in the year, but when he's been throwing his fastball, he's been throwing it in the heart of the plate. And that's been a difference is that earlier on in the year when, when he was like, when he was really performing well and when it was, he felt like almost like an automatic quality start. And you remember those times that was when, uh, 
it was when Taylor Rogers and him, it was like, oh, the Padres fleece these deals. Like what a what a move, like what moves by Preller at, you know, right before the season started. Um, and it was awesome. And I and I still think that's been an important part when we are gonna look back on this Padres season because they provided a ton for the Padres early on in the season. But where they're at now, I, I it's just hard because I, I think you're right, Isaac, but like a 300 batting average over two months, that's really bad. Like that is and and the walk percentage has been up too. His last few starts, he hasn't walked a lot of guys, but in July he was walking like three, four like batters often in games, and that was really coming back to bite him. So I I think that maybe you might see them like I said you might see them skip the start in the future, um, but I think that you should go to Nick Martinez. But Isaac, I think you're right. I think that Bob Melvin's kind of shown, hey, I'm gonna stick with my guys. I'm gonna you know let my pitchers go deep into games, whether that's the right move or not. And I think that what we're probably going to see is we're going to probably see like kind of that veteran manager move from, from Bob Melvin, where he's like, no, I'm sticking with my guys. I'm, I'm going to let him ride out this cold streak. I don't know if that's the right decision. Time will tell. Isaac is bringing up that, you know, a lot of his expected numbers are, are not as bad as what he's currently looking like. But I I think time's going to tell with this one, if it's going to work out, do I think that Sean Manaya is going to be replaced? No. Should he be replaced? Probably. That's kind of where I'm at with it. Isaac, you're, you're the same way there? All right. Well, yeah, so that's kind of where we're at. I, I feel like Chase is probably the same way. Chase has always liked Sean Manaya a lot too, but we've been talking about his struggles quite a bit. So definitely all, and, and anyone watching has been able to recognize them as well. So kind of a tough spot for Sean Manaya. I think as a, as a guy, as a person, when he's come on and, and interviewed during the games, he's been really funny to listen to it's very clear that he is one of the leaders of the clubhouse and guys really do like him. So don't want to take anything from him away in, in that regard. But in terms of the performance lately, it's, it has not been the best. So that's why we're having this discussion, but I think that's probably going to do it for this episode. Uh, thank you guys for listening and we'll be going live on Sunday to recap, hopefully a four game sweep against the nationals. If not a four game sweep, hopefully the Padres will be taking three out of four. But with that said, thank you guys for listening and we'll